Hello everyone, sorry for the delay getting this to you guys. Um, you guys aren't paying me, so, you know, I'm gonna put these out when I fucking feel like it. That's just, that's how this is gonna go. Um, anyway, I've talked to the Moscow Mangular himself when this was recorded several weeks ago, I think, at this point. Um, Zwanky Beats. Zwanky and I met on Mr. Bill's, um... Discord server, and he is a great producer, and um, I think you'll enjoy the talk with him. He's very in-depth, very knowledgeable, and, you know, we talked a lot about, you know, Russia, the United States, a little bit about everything, and it was, you know, it was a good time, and I think you'll enjoy it. We're live. We are live. We're, we're live. We're coming at you live from <laughs> the sync Discord server. One of the most obscure places of the obscure EDM world, which is, you know, kind of what we're getting into today, I think. What we're always yeah. getting into every day. I've seen smaller places. Yeah. We have the uh, Moscow Mangler, him, Mangler himself, Zwanky Beats, with us. Uh, actually, what does Mangler mean? Because I tried looking it up, and uh, it gave only one definition in Urban Dictionary, and sure that that's what you um in my interpretation so like mang mangling is like when you like rip apart a carcass um, oh so it's referring to the sort of your base sound design oh nice all right uh i can work with that uh also uh in advance uh, uh i'm pretty confident in my english but sometimes like i can forget words or don't know the meanings of some uh, of some pretty common words. Uh, I just want to tell that in advance because so that wouldn't be a problem. Yeah, no, that's totally fine. Um, Junk was Junk is French, and his English is is good but not great. So I'm kind of used to it. Oh, all right. Do you talk with him a lot? Um, I had him on the podcast. I think oh. he was my last guest. I recorded. Uh, how often are you releasing the the podcasts? Uh, twice a week right now. Yeah, twice a twice a week currently. Um, as long as I can keep getting the guests in at that sort of rate. So, do are a lot of people interested? Yeah, I have as pretty much as many people interested in recording them as I have people listening to it right now, which is maybe not the best, that's, but that's a good combo, to be honest, because um, you're only beginning, so somebody is already listening, then you have a bright future, I think. Yeah, well, you know, it's you know, podcasts are you know having a little boom right now, so I figured I would just you know slide in there, you know, jump on it, get the money. Yeah, yeah, there. why not? Right, like, why not become a podcast billionaire? You know, I, the uh, Joe Rogan of EDM musicians with less than 10,000 followers. Uh, well, the podcast already exists, so. What? Mr. Bill's podcast already exists. He he record he does more famous people than I do. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, 
Joke Mr. Bill has access. I'm I'm like a I'm recording people a tier below who who Mr. Bill would record. All right. Um. So we're like three minutes. I haven't myself properly. Uh, um. I'll I'll give a little intro at the beginning. Oh. Uh, so like we we haven't really started. Yeah, we have. We started. I can. We can. Um. Do like a little formal introduction if you want. Uh. Uh, I'm I'm cool with going on like we were going on. Um, yeah. So this is. Um. Let's just. I guess let's do a little bit. So. Um. What 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 are you projects are you working on right now? Um, like what um aliases, if you will. Uh. So actually, uh, I have uh, two aliases. So. Uh, when I started making music back in 2012, uh, I had a project called um, Slim the Pineapple, and it was basically just, well, from the beginning, it was like, you know, your basic uh, beginner FL Studio music, and slowly it, it developed into something uh, more serious, but I haven't really tried myself uh, in bass music all of those years. I've been... Uh, I've been making whatever, like, I can pinpoint a genre. Uh, I would call uh, the first project, it, it was mostly uh, influenced by Psytrance, I guess, and, like, you know, the Eastern uh, European melodies and all that stuff. Uh, yeah. But uh, but in uh, 2018, uh, I decided that, like, I need an, an update uh, with another... Uh, uh, with another alias, and that's how I came up with the Zwonki. So it's a play on words, actually. Um, yeah, go uh, into that. It's a sick name. Uh, thanks. Uh, actually, uh, um, it's a play on words in Russian, which I'll explain a bit later. But uh, uh, at first, I wanted to be called just Zwonki, but uh, I was going with that name for like two months. Before I started releasing any, but um, I looked up and it actually turned out that somebody had just the same idea three years ago, in 2007. So uh, I kind of felt felt bad for using the same name without asking the the guy, and I hit him right, up, right. and he he told me like he wouldn't be okay to, uh, with me using that name because he was planning to release something with that name, but he didn't. But anyway, uh, uh, he uh, he was okay with me using the another variant of the name. and uh, uh, that's why I chose Zwonky Beats. Uh, uh, I think it's uh, the best representation of what, of what I do, actually. Yeah, no, uh, I think it's very fitting. Uh, yeah, uh, thank you. Um, so, what does Zvonki mean in Russian is, um, I guess, sonant. It's like wh when you ring a, b a bell. Uh, yeah, it, um, so, the resonance you get from the bell, like ding. Uh, this is uh, what's called uh, Zvonki. Uh, it's, a, it's a play on words I came up with when I heard that word in Russian language. Uh, because, like... I really like the word wonky. Uh, I was getting like into the future beats, halftime wonky beats, all that stuff. 
because yeah. uh, it's basically the the same stuff mostly, but just with uh, different. Because like I feel uh, I feel right now uh, genres are really hard to define, and yeah, I, I think they're increasingly more blurry from artist to artist and from song to song. Yeah, so. But uh, if I would describe my music, uh, I blend like halftime future beats and space bass. Um, uh, so uh, I get a little bit of track. Uh, so the project I'm working on currently right now. So uh, for my first alias, Slim the Pineapple, uh, I have I have an EP planned. Uh, it's a little it's a little chill house, I guess. Well, it's not. Uh, it's not bass house or anything. Just uh, all of the tracks have this four by four rhythm. So, it, uh, and it's actually like ninety percent done. I just, uh, cannot find the time to finish it actually. And for Zwonky beats, uh, I have like um, I'm sitting on a few tracks which are waiting. Uh, to be finished because like I don't really f- want to force uh because I try forcing myself to make music it usually turns out to be shit so if yeah, I yeah yeah same yeah if I'm not getting paid paid uh, there's like no real reason to push myself too hard I appreciate that yeah that's why like that's the reason I don't release a lot of music. I'm trying to overcome it. I'm getting better at uh, making songs faster. But I think uh, for me, it's a long process. Uh, so, because um, I have like really serious issues with uh, creating, finding motivation. Like, uh, I, I won't say that I have like ADHD or something because I wasn't diagnosed yet. Like it's right, really diagnosed. Yeah. Um but I'm pretty sure I have something along those lines. But I don't want to call myself name without uh, knowing what I'm actually talking about. Right. I think I appreciate that. I think that, that label gets thrown around a lot unfairly. Yeah. But uh yeah. It just it's just hard uh, to find. So I consider my creative process process to be like an itch. Like unless I get the itch, I won't be working. So uh, there are periods where, uh, in times when uh, I cannot make music for like weeks, but and I just like don't do any uh, remotely creative. Yeah. yeah. But, but when I get, but. When it clicks, music just happens. So I'm not really like controlling the process. Uh, uh, right. I'm just uh, some, something just comes out, and yeah. uh, I think um, Zwonky Beats uh, is the uh, me trying to make my workflow much more focu- focused. Uh, because like with my previous project, there wasn't any like real goal. I guess uh, I just I was just making music, but uh, with with Zwonky Beats, I want to actually uh, 
have some i guess i i want to have some something of a legacy like i don't want to say uh, i want like i don't want to become or, or something but um uh, i really to achieve the hate of, of of music i guess because Sorry, what was that you cut out a bit there oh uh I want to achieve uh, creative hates. Gotcha. I, I guess because uh, bass music, like at least for me, bass music is very hard, uh, especially if you come from like a more traditional uh, producing background. You know, I, I I think I might disagree with that. Um, for me, I think it's some of the easiest stuff for me to make personally compared to some of the more traditional stuff, which I sort of gravitate more to, but I find more difficult to make. Just because it's um, it's a bit harder to be... How do you say? Um, it's a bit harder to be um, creative in a very... Um, in a way where you're sort of having to hit certain marks, if that makes sense. Yeah, I get what you're Like, there's a freedom to, like, doing... A sound design and how you can sort of like you know spend hours manipulating stuff and then you usually have something you can sort of work with that's manageable whereas if you know you're spending that same amount of time just trying to get the right um arpeggiate arpeggiator like sound i guess yeah um so uh what i was trying to say from like uh when i meant um and I said from a more perspective, it's like uh, when I started making music, I was like thinking a lot about like melodies, the scales, the chord progressions, and all of that. It doesn't really matter a lot in bass music. Well, in some bass music, it matters, but most of the stuff you hear right now, it just uses like one or two notes. And for some reason, it's just like really hard for me to like to not change notes right it's hard for you to just be like very timbral as opposed to very melodic yes yes exactly uh, and uh i think also uh, one of the things to achieve with uh, with uh while being zwanky i guess uh is um <laughs> Um, making ma- making music that, uh, that like making tracks that sound like one track and not like just uh, different tracks packed together. Right, I think that yeah, that's definitely a problem with like auto bass music. Is you kind of can't place the drops. You know, I think a lot of like parody videos will sort of put the drops from different songs together, and they're like unrecognizable in a lot of cases. Yeah, yeah. Right, because, I mean, if you think about it, right, you basically have the range from E to G where your sub sounds good, effectively. So, like, everything is written around, you know, E, F, F sharp, and G, essentially, in bass music. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. Yeah, it was actually, like, when I... Uh, I didn't think about that much, but when I found out that that you have, like, a set, uh, uh, like only a few notes that can, that can work in bass music, I actually became like a bit better at it. 
because like uh, before uh, when I was writing bass music, uh, I could start with the with the an A or uh, like a note, and that's that just doesn't work. Right, it doesn't have the uh, fullness because the word shows up on your frequency spectrum. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm actually like uh, basically I'm in love with the process of writing bass music because of. Uh, how seemingly simple it is, but at the same time, like at least for me, uh, uh, keeping uh, uh, keeping st- how how did you modular? Sorry, what's that? Uh, how did you describe uh, my stuff, like uh, to- tonal or a timbral? T- timbral. I really need to remember that word. Yeah, um, I think that that's really where electronic music is right now. It's like melody is sort of dead in a lot of it, unless it's like very pop-centric. It's all about producing interesting kind of timbres, especially in yeah. like the sort of producers making music for other producer kind of spaces that we find ourselves in often. Yeah, exactly. It's also... Uh, it's also like really hard to collaborate with um, with people who try to write melodies, but they don't actually in theory. So right. oh, that's so difficult. Yeah, and I mean, they know how to write good melodies, but like they yeah. don't think about uh, they don't think about the theoretical part of it, which working with those melodies a bit harder. But I'm getting there. But uh, I, I just found out it's really easy to just use like really simple melodies and don't go overboard with stuff because as you said there is um, so much to be creative with sound and all that yeah absolutely um yeah but i think there's also a point with music theory where people know too much where it becomes difficult again interestingly yeah exactly like when people start adding like you know chord substitutions and stuff or you know like key changes and like modal interchange and stuff music can be equally difficult to write to yeah exactly uh i've dabbled with some of the stuff you described and it's a bit hard to pull off but uh i'm getting there but uh, for me uh Sorry, I kind of lost track. Um, oh. No, it's all good. You can jump into a different topic if you want, or we can keep going. Your call? Yeah, well, you can uh, cut out, like, the last few seconds, and we can go over the question. Uh, yeah, let's go to another question. Um, So, you're, where are you coming out at me from? You said Russia? Yes, Russia. So, actually... Uh, I've been living in Moscow for the past years. Location-wise, geographic. Hello. Hey there. Oh no, he cut out. Can you hear me? I can hear you again now. Yeah. All right. Great. Uh, so, uh, so I say I'm from Moscow because it's like. Well, first of all, uh, uh, people from other countries know 
know where Moscow is basically, and they don't even they don't know any other uh, towns from Russia. Right. But I've been living in Moscow for six years, but I I'm I'm actually like smaller town of Russia. Um, it's called the uh, Georgiesk. Uh, okay. Um, I'm actually like mountain right now because like on a sort of a vacation. Well, you cannot call it a vacation because like there's a coronavirus happening. We have a job, right. so so I'm just wasting time. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, uh, well, basically, I, I live in Moscow and plan. I plan in Moscow because I think it's one of the most. Uh, I think it's one of the best places for creative people. I guess, actually, like Moscow is the best place for anyone because it it has it has a very large population of like more than 15 million people i'm not sure i haven't looked this up yet but like uh if you if you are born small town in russia and if you're like uh creative or open-minded like it is a bad idea it is a really bad idea to stay in your town because like all of your dreams will be crushed well i don't want to be like overly dramatic but it's really hard to the open people in Russian region. That makes sense, yeah. I think that's the way it is in a lot of the world. Probably to a greater extent in Russia, I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because, like, uh, uh, well, for example, uh, our TV uh, it have um, uh, it doesn't have a lot of like educational content. All of our main channels are just uh, they're showing they're showing trash to people. Well, I guess uh, uh, it's true for that for other countries too. But I think it's more true to to a greater extent. Well, I'm not sure. Right. Um, how do you think Russia is handling the whole coronavirus thing? Badly, badly. I think. So, sorry, you cut out again. Um, uh, here, um, sorry, I, uh, I got distracted. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I don't think our country and this well. Uh, so, uh, Putin, uh, he wants to seem, uh, great and almighty, but when the lockdown started happening. So basically, uh, none of our local governments from our regions, they don't decide anything. Everything is decided like in Moscow. Oh, wow. Uh, well, in short, like, we, we, can, uh, we can dive into this, but like now. And uh, in the case with coronavirus, Putin actually said like, you're now on your own you chose how to react to the virus yourselves so different yeah and in in different regions regions the country uh the reaction was different but uh most of the time 
coronavirus was happening, I was in Moscow. It wasn't serious lockdown. So we had, I haven't heard about this in any other countries. Uh, we had to make QR codes to get outside. Uh, they had a website where you put your uh, passport info, your name, where are you going from, where are you going you to. You put your name and your passport information on a website? Yes. Exactly. Just to like uh, get outside. Yeah, and you could do that uh, only a week. Okay, so you could also like only leave once a week. You said. Uh, no, two times, two times a week. Two times a week. Sorry. Damn. Okay. your audio is kind of being very spotty right now oh that's yeah no it's okay, okay. i mean i'm doing my best to sort of fill in the gaps um yeah i'm here yeah so um i guess you want to talk more about I mean, we have a, we also have a leader who likes to appear almighty as well. When it's, I think, even more comical, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I don't want, uh, I don't, I don't want, I don't really want to judge, uh, to judge, uh, because like I don't have the perspective of, of an American, and um, I, uh, I think some of the stuff I see online might be like. Uh, propaganda but like I, d I don't think trump is a competent leader but uh again uh i would agree I, with this uh, i cannot be an authority on that question right no absolutely but i would 100 percent agree with that statement yeah exactly uh and i think it's uh it's as comical as it is here actually because i uh the more uh, I live here, the more I feel like uh, this country is like a social experiment or something, or I'm living in a simulation, or I don't know how to explain all of the stuff that's happening around. Yeah, it feels kind of like absolute madness, the way the uh, systems are just falling apart and showing that it's sort of confusing they were ever there to begin with. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think I think internet might have to do something with that, but I'm not 100% sure. I'm not right. sure at all. Just, I, I make wob wob sounds like I should yeah, for do. sure. Well, no, you make also make wonk wonk sounds. You make <laughs> zoom, zoom whoop sounds. You know, give yourself some credit, man. All right, yeah. Uh, that works. I've listened to your stuff. I've, I did my research for this interview. Uh, uh, that's that's really humbling. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I I think um, I think a perspective only sort of has importance if you give importance to it, right? So I exactly. guess 
so by discussing things and by like even by literally just like speaking out them i think you're putting an importance to your perspective so i wouldn't really underplay wouldn't underplay that i don't think uh, we can get back to talking about music if you want uh yeah sure like i think uh this talk w will return to politics sound so shouldn't focus on that right now yeah absolutely um so let's talk about uh so we've already talked about like the genre you work mostly in uh, in bass music right yeah at this moment um, so, who, so who are your like influences right now who's inspiring well, your work well uh first of all mr bill uh mr. Bill, yes yeah yeah because i think i don't think there are people that are inspired by him i think like he's all all in common i guess because um i started uh, with i think you can hear that in some of the stuff because like uh for example uh uh a few months ago i sent uh one of my tracks uh wishmaster to some of the reviewers i think um I think it was um, uh, the admin of Future Collective. You know, who, you know Future Collective. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he said that like combination of uh, Spongel and Karmak. Okay. Uh, uh, and uh, it was really weird because even though I'm not internally. by Psy Music, but I think what but uh, the fact that Infected Mushroom similar music like Spongel, Astro, Skazi um, it really how uh, um, so Spongel Infected Mushroom but those are like the very the very uh, right now, uh, I'm very impressed. Um, also, Jones, Little Snake, uh, Tobin. Yeah, I've been really getting into G Jones lately too. Yeah, I think he's like. I don't know if you have seen, like there is a meme going around about him. Like everyone loves G Jones, like trap yep, yep. heads, uh, like woke, uh, like general people. I think uh, the Jones has unlocked like um, uh, a cheat code, I guess, because uh, it's uh, like uh, whatever music you like, I think there is stuff you will like from G. Jones. Uh, yeah, and he... I think he, uh, I think he appeals to a very wide audience. Yeah, and that's actually like really hard to do. Like, can yeah, be absolutely. You can be. Uh, musician with like crazy sound design and there will always be people that will appreciate what you do but those are the people that are already in like weird electronic music and i think uh, g jones is one of those people uh that can easily be uh, understood by people that don't listen bass i guess yeah i agree with that completely that's actually one of the goals I'm 
with my uh, I want it accessible but also like crazy and weird and that's really hard to achieve um lately also uh, I've been getting into uh Yokaze do you know who that is I don't know who Yokaze is um uh, he's a, a Russian uh, bass musician he was releasing on Ren- Renraku uh, for for some time And basically, he makes, I guess you can call this hybrid trap. Okay, yeah. Uh, and like, I've been hanging around, hanging around people who like only listen to, I guess, you know? And I've been showing them some stuff. The Yokaze one, one, uh, was one of the people uh, who they really liked. So I guess Yokaze is also one of those people who cracked the code and like really widely appealing music um right uh also uh if i want another <laughs> great thing so it's actually a, a friend of mine was the first one to show me like halftime future beats and all that stuff you know stuff like that suruda or mr karma uh yeah. so his name universe and like uh we made uh, a lot of tracks together i think he was like the main one the main guy who who inspired the project uh and like uh, who was that again i think you cut out during that um his name is universe breeze he's my uh, real life friend Oh, okay. Uh, he makes. He's very talented. Like he's one of those people who can, uh, who is great at visual arts. So like uh, design and design, but he is also very talented in terms of like making ba- of making bass music. And uh, he was the one who inspired me because uh, I think. Well, first of all, he is the reason uh, I don't use a lot of presets right now. Like, before I met him, I was using a lot of presets uh, and uh, and sample packs, but he showed me that sound design, like, isn't hard. That if you, yeah. if you really want to make crazy sounds without using presets or actually even sample, like, he showed me that you can crazy sounds from just like pure sine waves right and, it's more about how you sort of uh, break the rules intentionally yeah. yes he showed me that there are no rules actually he was like i was i was watching him work and when i saw the stuff he was doing like for example he put he can put like uh, a, comp- a glue compressor on master and I would look at that, like before even starting a project, and look at that and say, like, you shouldn't do that. Yeah, uh, I know a lot of people who put a glue compressor on their master. Yeah, but as as I already said, uh, I come tradition producer um, etiquette, I guess, where uh, where the master should be like clear, and not nothing should be peaking, and all that stuff, like. Before I got into bass music, I uh, 
was trying to achieve the sound where nothing is speaking, even though the there is nothing on the master. And I think it actually helped, helped me a lot. Uh, because even though uh, I, uh, I'm not 100% confident with my mixing technique uh, in bass music, because, uh, well, there are tricks stuff louder and clearer that I don't currently understand. But yeah. uh, uh, I'm pretty confident that I can make a clear mix because, like, I've been practicing a lot, I guess. But I'm not... I cannot make uh, loud, uh, extremely loud stuff currently. For example, I think the maximum I can go to is sec uh, six laughs or so. I think that's kind of what people are saying is like the standard right now. Oh, okay. Because uh, I like, I think we we have all seen the Skrillex breakdown where he just goes like two laps, the drops, and yeah, yeah. I think it's actually like. Uh, I know stuff uh, isn't supposed to be loud, but I see this as some sort of like a challenge because uh, you can make loud stuff, but it's uh, fairly easy. But uh, if you make like loud, clear sound, that's like that's wizard. Right, right. Yeah, I was like mixing down a track for the little um weekly challenge we have on the server last night and i was running into that like the mix is still garbage but it is loud great uh, i should i should the challenges because i see some pop up but i don't really participate in any community right now but actually like love challenges uh do you know for frequency like frq ncy yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, so, yeah. So I am the one who sort of puts them on, and I am doing them right around once a week. You know. Uh, yeah. Uh, how how are you liking the results? Um, I think it's producing a lot of creative music. It's great to like see you give sort of like a what you think is a straightforward theme, and then you get like ten tracks that like all sound completely different from one another. Yeah. Really exactly. Fun. Exactly. Uh, I, I've been participating to those kinds of challenges uh, when Frequency was streaming. He, he hadn't been streaming for like a but he was like pretty active on Twitch. And he had like production challenges every week. And, yeah. uh, I get what you mean. Like people, people were, were sending like such different stuff. Uh, like I'm really... What it comes down comes down to, I guess, is that I'm really in love with uh, human creativity. Oh, cool, cool, yeah, yeah. I've heard about that. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Um, also, what something I've been doing is with these collab challenges. It's cool to see that like people will like meet getting randomly put into teams on collab challenges and then now they're like actually starting to make tunes together it's like outside oh, nice of nice yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I should do that too because, like, I, I'm really anxious about like collaborating with people because most of the times I try to collaborate with somebody, like they will send send in uh, the stamps. I, I would look at them, like, I don't know what to do, <laughs> honestly. Um, right. Uh, it's uh, it's really hard for me to come up stuff. Uh, to come up with stuff, but I think I should uh, work on it more. Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's like ultimately it's a muscle that you just kind of need to flex. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, well, I think, like, Mr. Bill is one of the people who are very inspiring in that regard, because I think he has collabed with everyone, basically, at this point. Yeah, he's, like, worked with, like, literally everyone under the sun. Yeah. I was re-listening to his Dead Mouse collab um like earlier this week. I think it's really fucking good. People aren't talking about that enough, I don't think. Yeah, uh as far as I know, uh, he said like he this is the track he worked on the most in his career. And while I haven't listened to it like in a while, but I still think it shows. And what did you say about that? Um uh, I haven't heard the track in a while, but I can hear that he had worked a lot. Oh yeah, could you imagine like the pressure of he must have felt to do that, do that well? Yeah. Uh, was this like the first uh, collab with with someone of this size? I guess. I'm not sure, but I think you know he's such a big influence on people and has such a you know place in the culture, if you will. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm also like, I was fanboying very hard when I found out that uh, they were making a collaboration with Infected Mushroom. Because uh, like, uh, when, I think it's a very special feeling of your mo- most favorite artists collaborate. Right, right. Uh, uh, last time I had, uh, do you know Savant? Yes, yes. Uh, Bill talks about him a lot, I think. Uh, yeah. So back in 2013, uh, they had a collaboration with Infected Mushroom, and I was like, th- I had the same feeling of just being a big fanboy, I guess. Right, right. Um, uh, Didn't G. Jones and Bill do something recently? I haven't heard of it, but if that's true, uh, that would be great. That's something that's either happened soon or it's coming soon. I really need to look up that because uh, if that's true, that's that's great. I might be wrong about that. Um, Someone on Bill's server a little while, like maybe a month ago, introduced me to G. Jones. I've been listening to them a lot. All right. Yeah, because we actually we met on that server, not on this one, which is usually where um, I meet most people. Is on the sync. Oh, uh, but, yeah, it's a great place. Yeah, I think we met on Bill's server, and then I also uh, met OK, who I interviewed on Tuesday. There. Oh. Yeah, I think uh, he attracts a lot of very creative people and that's that's amazing 
Yeah, this river can get a little like political, but it's it's a fun place. But like, I don't think it's it's possible to get political in, in times like this. I think we're we're doing okay over here. Uh, has it been too much? Oh, that's great. That that's actually great because like while while those issues are important, it's like yeah, yeah. great to just switch your your brain off and just talk about random. Right. Um, yeah. No, I think that like. That's sort of maybe one of the issues I'm facing with the server right now is like I want more like I guess kind of bullshit talk, but it's like very very production based at the moment. Um, but at the same time, you're right that like these you know political conversations like really you know serve no purpose and you know don't get anywhere. You know, it's not like we're furthering the culture in any way by you know voicing our opinions about the incompetency of our leaders. I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I'm sure sure what I can say about that. Yeah, for sure. Understood. Um okay, so what VST or no, what, what DAW are you working in? Um so I've been working in FL Studio Studio thing since 2012. Uh okay, gotcha. and, and I've been trying to work with Ableton for some time, but I think <laughs> I think it's given me PTSD. Because, oh, yeah. um, well, uh, 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 I had some, well, as a challenge, uh, some of the stuff, uh, so uh, some of the stuff I was making, uh, like, for example, the track Too Deep that I released, like, back in March, uh, I was making it in Ableton, and, like, I was working under really stressful conditions, and I just, like, uh, and also, I had an order. So, uh, company. So, me and my friend Universe Breeze, we were trying to make like nine hundred samples three weeks, and we were using Ableton for that. And it was a really, a rough. yeah, and it was a really stressful situation. Like, I like Ableton, uh, and I think uh, there is like a lot to explore in it. But I'm not sure I can like. I can make it like my de- default DAW, I guess, because uh, I th- uh, I think the problem is that it's too straightforward, I guess, uh, in terms okay. of like uh, in terms of uh, playlist and uh, channels. Because maybe that's because I'm used to uh, FL Studio a lot, but I-, I really like the fact that in FL Studio that you can place like. Uh, patterns and samples and automation clips, however you want, and you cannot cannot do really do that in Ableton. Uh, and in terms of yeah, automation is kind of like one of the bigger issues I have with Ableton as well, and kind of why I moved away from it, aside uh, from just uh, the price point. Uh, also, um, uh, the VSTs I'm using so. Basically, most of the stuff I do, uh, most of the sounds I make are made in Serum, of course. But slowly, uh, like, I've been working with Faceplant a lot recently, and I'm really liking it. Yeah, uh, uh, while it's, like, in terms of user experience, I think Serum is, like, a lot better. But the stuff you can do with the... 
wasn't it recording before? Yeah, sorry, the recording cut out us for a second there. Oh, that's okay. Uh, so for mixing, I mostly use like uh, some of the Fab filter stuff. Uh, mostly like okay, cool, cool. Pro Q and Pro C two, and uh, I usually use like Pro L two to master my stuff. But like I don't do a lot of like mastering. I would say I just like maybe make some of the parts like a bit louder or a, like, a bit quieter and most of the right, you don't like, do like a ton of like global eqing yeah yeah uh, i think i should try to but um i'm just like in a mindset where i think that all of the problems should be solved while making um for me mastering is just like some some loudness, some well, of course, uh, limiting, and yeah. that's ba but so, basically what it what it comes down to. Uh, uh, one of the plugins uh, I really liked recently is uh, Mishbi by Freak Show Industries. What's that uh, called again? Mishbi, M I S H B Y. Uh, it's. Do you know Freak Show Industries? Do not. All right. Uh, it's well. Basically, it's a VST company that makes like really bizarre. Uh, I guess uh, you would call it Lovecraftian uh, plugins with 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 monsters and like some weird technologies. Like it's really it's it's bizarre. It's really hard to explain. But uh, what they do is they corrupt sounds in like most unimaginable ways possible. I guess. Uh, and, and they can produce like really interesting results. You like know what you're doing. Um, but uh, most of the time, like uh, I think it's better to use like a, sm a small set of plugins without without really expanding. But I really like to experiment with new stuff. Uh, and yeah. Um, kind of at Musar's recommendation, I switched over from Serum to Faceplant this weekend, and I'm finding that like 90% of the plugins I'm using are from Kilohertz. Those their um, plugins are just so good. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, I've been getting dispersor. Uh, I'm not like I, I still I'm still not sure what what dispersor does, but it can produce some like really sound. Yeah, I haven't even gotten into bass sound design with Faceplant yet. Oh. Um, I think so. I think once I do that, I'm gonna kind of fall more in love with it. Whereas, like now, I'm maybe finding it difficult to come up with like more straightforward lead sounds with it. Oh, all right. Uh, uh, at some point, I just gave. Uh, I'm the opposite. Like at some point, I just gave up on trying to come up with patches uh, myself, and I just mostly for that. Like. Uh, I can make leads, but I just like, I guess I don't like making lead sounds. I'm more interested in uh, making weird bass shit. Oh, also, right, right. Uh, also, uh, I don't know how I managed to forget that, but like, I'm in granular stuff lately. You can hear it a bit uh, in uh, some of my recent releases but 
like I'm using like the default method, the one that uh, Woog build use, I guess, uh, is where I just uh, record just tweak uh, knobs granulator randomly record the result and then gotcha, I just gotcha. uh, they call it a mud pie uh, or yes mud pies yeah uh, I think it's a really efficient way to get some really yeah I agree really good design yeah, I need to start doing some more of those. Um, I finally have VCV rack. I don't know how oh. into the modular stuff you're into, but I finally got oh. that working with Bitwig. So I've been sort of messing with that. I should probably be doing more mud pie sort of stuff with it. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea because, like, I want to get in modular stuff in the future, but uh, I think right now is it's a bit too complicated. I guess, be, well, I know how everything works in theory. I, right, right. And I've had some experience with the real life modulars, but uh, currently it's not for me. And like, I think, what, um, I think phase plant patches are a really good gateway drug to it, though. Yeah, that's that sounds that sounds correct, actually. Because, um, I, just, I think with like lead patches and um, a lot more straightforward patches, more so than like things where you're heavily manipulating the audio, it kind of really comes down to the quality of the oscillators you're working with. And in VCV, you can you know test oscillators by like you know 50 different people, you know just back to back. You just replace you know the oscillator function in your uh, setup. I'm finding that to be like very efficient. Um, yeah, like. One second, because uh fucked up my recording a bit because I was recording to wave file for whatever reason, and that that was yeah. really... right now my card is full um what should we do about that because um uh, I can like uh, I can copy the recording PC and we can continue. Uh, should I do that? Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, g give me a few. Sorry for that. Like, should have thought about that in advance. Worries. Um, you can like plug in some of your music here if you want to send over multiple tracks. You can do a little break, if you will. Uh, but uh, uh, and you wrote your uh, audio. Sorry, what's that? Uh, can you root? Sorry, you cut out again. Um, uh, can you root your audio from P? <laughs> you keep cutting out right as you say, like uh, asking where what? I'm routing my audio from. Oh, uh, shit. Like, uh, you. What I'm trying to say is you can just like use SoundCloud and uh, turn on my uh, latest uh, late release. Okay, and those are downloadable? Uh, I think so. Like, just like my uh, 
the rem- the remix I did of Benga and Koki. It, uh, it's just two minutes. Um... Uh, all right, uh, I'm almost ready, I think. Okay. In one minute. Yeah, whenever you're ready, you can just uh, bounce back in and um, start recording audio again. All right, I'm going to have to do a little bit of a search suturing, if you will, with this. All right. Um, uh, are we going to do a countdown again? No, we can just keep going. Um, I'll just have to combine it later. All right, uh, I can help you a little bit. Okay, yeah, just let me know when you're recording again and we can kind of jump back in. I guess we'll, I'll introduce a new topic and then we'll jump in at that. All right, all right, sure. Um, so, All right, uh, I'm recording again. Okay, uh, so I like to like do like a little VST breakdown. So like, what VST is you? I know you mentioned like serum and phase plant and uh, disperser, but what other VSTs are you using? Uh, any other VSTs? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I have some uh, when I want to do like. I guess more orchestral stuff. I have contact to libraries, I guess, but mostly, uh, mostly it comes down to this, uh, serum. Gotcha. Um, you said you're using contact libraries for um, orchestral stuff. Yeah. Uh, so actually, uh, so sometimes I make music and music like uh, you don't really have. Uh, you don't really have a choice uh, choice in terms of like what genre you would do. So you make a mission music, you just like do everything all at once. And 
there are times when I was there were times that where I was asked to make orchestral music and it's really it's bizarre it's really bizarre uh, that uh, uh, I'm actually like able to write at least like semi uh, orchestral stuff uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, it's a bit tricky to mix because uh, uh, because it kind of sounds good already because uh, the library is like uh, good uh, I guess but sorry uh, I'm getting a bit, a, a bit off topic uh, sometimes I, no. I, I like to Sometimes I like to use like old FL Studio stuff, like Oscillator, uh, for example. But uh, for example, I'm not like I want. I really want to to Harmor because uh, because yeah, you really. can make really really spectral stuff with it. But I haven't had the time to do that. Yeah, I'm like that with. Um, there's a thing called Phase Four in Bitwig that you can supposedly make some like really fun sounds with that I just haven't had the time to really mess with in any sort of um, real capacity, I guess. I haven't messed with Bitwig yet. I, I actually have like a really uh, down copy, like Bitwig 8-track. Okay. And as far as I can understand, it doesn't have like all of the cool features of Bitwig, so I'm not even sure like there's a in it. But gotcha. um, I quite like it. I like it a lot. I prefer it to Ableton, which was what I used for like five years. Uh, oh yeah, I've heard it's much better than Ableton. Just like uh, it's really hard for new stuff lately because. Uh, it takes a lot of time, and like, frankly, I a lot of time, I guess. Uh, well, because of the, like, because of, I've been actually like sitting a lot, and when you do that, it kind of gets like really working with working with music gets really irritating. You like push yourself too hard. Those conditions, right? Uh, yeah, it absolutely starts to like feel kind of like a job, I guess, in some sense. Yeah, but like music for other people was like the the only way I like really in those kinds. Well, uh, like I have options, uh, like can find a job, but involves uh, with getting into subway with a lot of with a lot of people. Well, well, basically just delivery jobs, and like I don't to do that. Uh, like, uh, I would say like, that I'm not afraid of the virus. I'd say, but I I still it's a really bad idea to get in way with a lot of people intentionally. Yeah, completely agreed. Um, so I, 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 just, I just there's so like an anti-mask movement in my country that like I just I feel the need to wear one as much as possible as sort of rebellion to it. <laughs> yeah, I get what you mean. Um, uh, so the town that where I am right now, Georgias, 
nobody wears a mask here like no one i i've been oh, here for, i've been here for like two weeks i think and i've only seen one person wearing a mask that's insane and uh in terms of like like um this can sound crazy but i think uh it's sort of like well b- before the virus and everything so if you get into your friend's car and if you use safety belts it's considered rude that like you don't trust the driver that he is like a good driver the... oh wow so it's considered rude to use a safety belt yes exactly uh and i think like that sort of mentality i think it's just to masks i guess because uh yeah i know that make that's a very that makes a lot of sense to me yeah and some of the people just don't believe in coronavirus here and like i'm not the one to lecture them like in the end it's their choice and like i think whatever i say like would would, would not matter to them so right. my my kind of argument against that though is that like you know the more people sort of take this seriously like the sooner we can kind of be not dealing with it as much yes i agree so for that reason i'm okay with being a little bit outspoken about people wearing masks but appropriate i agree i just like i don't i don't have to the energy for this i guess because yeah, it's really hard to argue with people who don't want to believe you from the start right people who don't value their own well-being are not necessarily the greatest people engage yeah. in a um argument with yeah and I, I don't think like uh people value their well-being here i'm not i'm not sure like uh i i'm not 100 percent confident about that but the way people for example drive here i don't think they they think about that's that's I would crazy is the wrong word, but that's really interesting, I guess. Um, I sound, sometimes I think like some of the like smaller towns in Russia are just like a, a really like a better a parallel reality. Uh, Mos- uh, so in Moscow, I hang out with like really like liberal, open-minded people. Right here, right. and here it's just. It's just the opposite, and like I really. Feel... Uh, yeah, I think the American South is a lot like that. Yeah, that's what, that's what I wanted to ask. Uh, uh, have you have you been there? Yeah, so I grew up in Florida, so I was there twenty five years. Florida is currently, I think, um, has more cases than all of Europe combined. Oh right shit! Now. Yeah. Um, their mayor is a um, moron. Yeah. Mayor, their governor. Their governor is um, a moron and an asshole and should not have the power that he does. Was he the one who opened the beaches? Yes, that's the one. That's the guy. Um, so Florida generates most of its uh, state income from the tourism industry. So yeah. he's a lot more interested in sort of the well-being of 
you know, these beach wallet. towns, these beach towns, yes, his wallet and the Disney Corporation, then he is um, the well-being of the people he claims to serve. That's creepy. That's why we... Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel the same. I feel the exact same way about Donald Trump. Let's be clear. Um, but I but, feel uh, like... Go on. But I think no, it's funny because I've just I've been using the phrase, I've been like kind of speaking about the um, people, the uh, what's it called, the lack of care for people they claim to serve. I think I've been using that phrasing a lot lately, and I've like never used it before in my life. Yeah, but but that that does sound correct. But um, I think in your case in America, I think change is more possible than here because uh, you have a history of people and their rights, I guess. And yeah. we only have a history of pain. <laughs> That's a great quote. In Russia, you only have a history of pain. Yeah, because like, um, well, for example, uh, your political I know some of them are really corrupt, but at least like they're trying to imitate democracy, I guess. Right. At yeah, they're doing a pantomime of it. Uh, yeah. And in our case, they were doing just that like 10 years ago, but right now they just don't give a shit. Like they understand that like that we don't like we don't have the mentality of, that we should like protect our rights and all that stuff. And they think that they can do anything to us. They pass like stupid, extremely stupid and offensive laws. Like the other day, uh, right now, there is like in our government, for example, there is a movement to ban transgender people from marrying, I guess. Uh, and have and, uh, adopting kids. Uh, I think wow. our government closed-minded parents. They just that's awful. Yeah, but there there is a saying, uh, and hard to translate it, but. Um, the severity of Russian laws is exactly proportional of you should obey it. Like we have a lot of crazy laws, but like nobody <laughs> nobody really gives a shit about law here. Not the people, not the government, not the police. Every, like chaos. Complete chaos. Right. So it's sort of like um a weirdly weirdly tied together like anarchist state that's sort of held together by um this sort of edifice of laws that don't hold that much water, I guess, is what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think most of our laws are just oppressive. So, uh, like, I, I might get in, like, conspiracy theory territory right now, but for the past That's few fine. months, uh, for the past few months, I've been pretty sure that they, like, the politicians here, they don't consider us to be people. I think they just treat us like like cattle, and uh, they they are very sure that people don't care about us. Oh, the only thing they care about is more money and 
saving their asses as as long as they can because uh i feel like if our government was at least trying to work with people at least like trying uh, at least well at least doing something uh they uh they would end up a lot better than they'll do eventually when everybody will get really because uh i think like the anger our country has with our leaders is piling up and i think like it's a matter of time until somebody shows up who can like use that anger right right and it's really sad but currently i really that the only way for our country like to get better leaders i guess violence but but like i'm against i'm against violence like as i already said i just like i just make bass music and i want everyone to be happy yeah you make you know you make wubs you make troops like <laughs> i really i really like how you describe that um, but like uh, I, as I already said, I think uh, I, I think the change is possible in the U.S. But uh, judging how bad things are, well, uh, again uh, we're getting into conspiracy theory territory. But as far as course, I know, some of some of your politics, like really well-known politics, are like pedophiles i guess yes yes there are a lot of those we have we have a um a lot of industries that are run by those and that's 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 insane that's insane oh it's absolutely bizarre uh i've heard uh and i've heard about uh, like them like occultists like the uh preaching satan like that but yeah yeah honestly i'm not i'm not sure think about this like i consume a lot of uh uh a lot of like posts and conspiracy posting because i don't even really read articles all all that much i I just read people's opinions twitter and reddit and i don't yeah i do a lot of the same unfortunately i don't think that's a healthy way to consume because uh, astroturfing think, exists. Yeah, absolutely. I think astroturfing on Reddit is a lot worse than people are talking about right now as well. Yeah, because... Uh, and I feel affected by it. I think, like, I'm pretty sure that some of the opinions that are planted in my head are actually, like... Um, uh, from uh, I think I'll go full squanto here and say that they're from like CIA agents. Is that is that full squanto? Um, maybe, maybe. Well, he talks about like uh, late a uh, few days ago. He tweeted that there are some like uh, in the end there are some producers planted by the CIA. Not sure what to think about that, but that's is possible. It sounds certainly possible, but also like a bizarre sort of industry to for 
them to tap into, I guess. Yeah, well, uh, I think uh, somebody read somewhere the opinion that like a third world world war is like, already happening, but in terms of like and people are very easy to believe stuff they read, and I think that's used the power narrative, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's why, like, that's the reason I try not to, like, to be skeptic about everything, uh, about everything I read online. But because, like, I don't live in, in the United States. Like, uh, I've been there a couple of times, like, for a year and a half. But I don't have, like, any authority to say what's, what's, what is not. But, yeah. like, I mean, I'm kind really... of the same way about, like, China. I'm, like, very, very nervous about Chinese politics and the sort of um, military posturing that they're doing right now. Yeah, I've heard some really horrible stuff. Yeah, I have, like, a, I have a friend who is on one of my little Discord servers who was giving me, like, um, coordinates to look up on Google Maps where you can see that China is building islands in the South China Sea. Whoa. I mean, just building military bases on, like, these islands. And you can see the islands go from not existing, like, just, you know, like, a sort of, you know, little berm, maybe, to a full island with military occupation over the last five to ten years just through, yeah. like, aging and Google Maps. And that shit's, that shit is horrifying, man. Yeah. It is completely. The last thing I want in my lifetime is a full-on war. Right, but it's like, I, it feels sort of so inevitable, especially with, like, the sort of way the tension is building um, in the U.S. Um, yeah. It feels like they're trying to manufacture a civil war. Yeah, uh, that's what I felt at this point, actually. Uh, well, um, uh, well, there is, like, a narrative, the more, like, I guess... Uh, so circles that that like there are no and like it doesn't it doesn't matter like what polit what political ideology a person has or what color they have uh, the only thing that that matters is that like uh, if they're like affiliated with our government with the, I mean like with your government. Um, yeah. What what I'm trying to say is like uh, the people versus the ones in power. Sorry, it's a bit hard to articulate what I'm trying to say. No, it's all good. Uh, but uh, again, on a more positive note, I think that really possible in the U.S. because, for example, the uh, Black Lives Matter movement, uh, I heard that it was Minnesota that they're, like, defunding the police already. Yeah, they've been, yeah. Yeah, they've been working toward it in Minnesota. There are definitely other places, though, where similar things have happened, where, like, the police haven't even been arrested who unjustly murdered someone, like the uh, Breonna Taylor case. Or like none of those police are even like imprisoned at the moment. 
Yeah. Sad. It's really well, sad. It's, and it's such like an annoyingly political divide where it's like, if you, like, the only way that like police reform is possible is if you're in a blue state, like a democratic state, quote unquote. Um, other than that, there's just no way. There's absolutely no way. Um, I think it, yeah, it's very difficult because, like, I think the the le- the political left is way too far to the right, and at the same time, they're the only ones who are doing anything remotely competent. Um, it's incredibly frustrating. Hold on, I'm receiving a message. You can't hear me at all. Can anyone else hear me? Anyone hear me? Okay. Um, so Yunk is saying he can hear me. This has been a uh, this has been a fun one for the audio. I'm gonna have a lot of fun cutting this together later. Just a lot of a lot of splicing. Um, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Uh, yeah. So okay, you uh, you were talking about like annoying political divide. Yeah. Just the left feels the left feels like what the right should be, I guess. Uh, in terms of how um in terms of how traditional they are, I guess. Yeah, it's it's really it's really crazy to think about because I think uh I don't I don't really think that like uh, it's possible to divide people into just like categories because politics are like very abstract this kind of yeah, like very much this kind of division is like really unnecessary and as long as you can like listen to each other and talk cuss i think that right, like, right. that's the only thing that should matter I, just, I think it's very difficult to break down the walls to actually have a conversation but yeah no i think but I think they just need to happen more. Absolutely. Uh, are there, um, like, any other topics you want to discuss? I have, like, um, I guess, 20, 20 minutes more. Yeah, yeah, I have a few other topics. Um, so we've talked about politics a lot. Uh, we, haven't talked yeah. about food. we haven't talked about food a lot at all. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Talk about some food, man. Sure. Uh, so um, I really, uh, I really love like traditional uh, Russian food because, well, uh, have you tried any of the Russian cuisine? Um, I don't know that I have. Uh, uh, all right. So uh, 
I, uh, well, for for example, uh, I'm uh, I'm really in love with uh, with borscht. Uh, I guess it's okay. like, uh, yeah, it's like a red soup. I I would call it that. Uh, and um, uh, uh, well, to be honest, I don't uh, I don't consume a lot of like um, prepared food. I guess like uh, I I've been living in the countries where uh, I mostly consume fast food, and that's that's what I can talk about like uh, more confidently. I guess. Uh, okay. What's like? What's the fast food like in Russia? Um, so we have uh, we have all of the major chains. Uh, well, uh, well, McDonald's, Burger King, the, well, uh, relatively uh, re- relatively famous, I guess. Um, I think we even have like we have some Carl Carl Juniors. Uh, we had Carl some. Juniors. Yeah, uh, there is one in Moscow and a few. And Petersburg, and uh, so uh, the funny thing I uh, uh, I noticed is that um, uh, our McDonald's is much more better than the ones I can find in the United States because uh, as far as I can understand, the McDonald's where you live is to be like a poor man's option. Yep, very much, very much so. Uh, uh, our McDonald's are actually like they are really clean, uh, tidy, and the burgers they serve are actually like pretty good. I mean, they're not like uh, not ex- not the best you can get, but for the price, right, right, for the price, uh, this is like the best option because uh, our KFC is like kind of kind of shitty. Our Burger King is extremely shitty. Uh, the Burger King in general is extremely shitty. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, also we have like most of the we have most of the sodas you have. But the problem is that uh, uh, our sodas are kind of shitty compared to to the imported ones. For example, like stuff like coca-cola or sprite uh, or dr pepper uh the ones that are imported from other countries they ta- they taste better for for whatever reason and the right one- we have we have that as well um we have what's called mexican coke where it's oh. required to be made with um sugarcane instead of corn syrup and it's much better really i should really try that yeah uh, you gotta try Mex- mexican coke is the best coke i think <laughs> All right, uh, but or we Colum- ha- Colombian, but that's like a different conversation in general. Uh, uh, we have uh, we have our own sodas that uh, that that are kind of cool. Well, for example, like from uh, we have sodas pears. Uh, they are um, they are popular. We have something called tarhun. I'm not sure how. I'm not sure what it is, but it's like basically like a green soda made from kind of grass, I guess. Okay. And uh, so, what was that called again? Tarhun. Tarhun. Uh, yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, and uh, uh, I really like uh, I really like those because. 
those are uh, those are cheap uh, and accessible and uh, pretty tasty. Also, we have something. Well, it's not Russian, but uh, it's from Georgia, like the country, not the state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I assume uh, as much. Uh, something called Natakhtari. Uh, I I can actually uh, I found those in New York. Uh, they are. I was really surprised they are being imported to the United States. And basically, uh, it's just like really tasty uh, soda some other tastes. Like, I don't know, it's just so fluffy, I guess. Mm, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, uh, you really feel that you like that you're drinking soda and not just like water syrup. Right, right. That's cool. Um, in how is like uh, the um, how is like the like health food like seen in like Russia? Uh, it's uh, it's pretty expensive. Like, well, for most of people, because what you consider middle class America or or Europe, uh, like is something considered to be rich because our middle class is really poor. Because of oh, how, gotcha. yeah, the uh, and healthy food is like expensive option. Like it's really hard to be a vegan when you're making five hundred yeah, bucks. Five hundred bucks. That's like that's like our usual salary, I guess. Is five hundred a month? You said yes. Okay, gotcha. Uh, and uh, it might like it might sound shitty, it is, but you have to consider that uh, like our food is cheaper uh, than in the U.S. Our uh, apartments are cheaper than there. Like for example, uh, as far as I can understand, if you have like one thousand dollars in New York, that would get you like a room, just uh, just one. Barely. Yeah, uh, and if I you know have a lot one... of people who pay more than that for a just a room in Brooklyn. Yeah, and if you have one thousand dollars in Russia, especially in Moscow, uh, you can get like a three bedroom with that. Get a three bedroom in Moscow for a thousand dollars. That is awesome. Yeah, uh, I mean but... it's sad. It's it's sad. Don't get me wrong, but well. Uh... It's kind of awesome if you have money because uh, right. I feel like like when you're freelancing, when you're working with other countries, like if, for example, if you're like a designer or like uh, a paid music producer, and when you're working with other countries, you would get like uh, you would get paid like uh, what would be con- like what would be considered a normal normal salary uh, uh, in America is considered to be like well some in some places at least would be considered uh, like a great well for, for example like uh what state are you from um i'm from florida i live in new york state right now oh right uh what's what's the minimum wage in new york right now uh i think it's 1225 an hour uh 1225 so uh you get this much money uh if you get this much money an hour, I think uh, that would last me li- like just those twelve bucks could last me like three days of food. I think. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's think... like A and B for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, 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 so, my goal is to find like somebody, like I guess, from overseas that would work with me. Uh, so, mm-hmm. uh, so I could have like a comfortable life here because uh, don't get don't get me wrong. Uh, like I think our country is very corrupt and has a lot of problems. But at the moment, I don't want to move anywhere. Like uh, uh, I like the culture here. I like the people I, I'm with. Uh, I like uh, how well the anarchy. I can I kind of like it actually. Like kind of like the anarchy. Yeah, I mean, it's bad for me, and it can get me into a lot of problems. Like, our police is, like, brutal and dishonest, but I still like it here, and at the moment, I don't don't want to move anywhere. Like, I have options. If I really want to, like, I can move to the U.S., for example, or to Israel, but at this moment, I'm confident here. So, uh... What I also wanted to discuss, like Chipotle, we don't have that in Russia. I tried it uh, uh, like a year ago. I had like um, a stick burrito, uh, yeah, yeah. burrito, and it was, <laughs> I think, that was uh, one of the best experiences in my life. Oh, Chipotle uh, is great. Yeah, but our, like, I don't have, uh, I don't have the resources to to eat like more expensive eat more expensive options but when i do actually like our uh our food industry is very um competent what they're doing like you can get like really tasty food here uh, like when if you visit uh, uh if you visit russia some sometime in moscow you will find a lot of places with the uh, Really, really great food. Um, also, what I like about our food is the uh, is the munchies, I guess. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, like the the more sugary stuff, like right, right, candy, waffles, and all that. Uh, Russians are pretty competent in uh, cheap tasty munchies i i would say so uh there is like a different uh, you can feel a difference between for example our waffles like more like more expensive waffles but yeah yeah uh russians are really good at making cheap stuff that just works like like not not even and i'm not talking uh only about food right now Right, right. No, I get, I get what you're saying. Like culturally, in general, there, there's like an ability to do a lot more with the less than other places. Yeah, and kind of sad actually, but well, that's what I've been born with. Like, I'm not the one to complain. Yeah, but, you know, it's like you said, you know, you only have a history of pain. Yeah. And <laughs> and I really want that to change, but, like, 
the more the more I grow, the more I understand that uh, not a lot of people really want to change. I guess here everybody is just. I'm not sure. Like uh, I think I have some like uh, what I jokingly call like internal Russophobia internalized, but. The more I grow, the more I understand that, like, nobody gives a shit here, honestly. Like, right, it's like more of a apathy, yeah, and like than a, than a comfort almost. Yeah, everybody is just so used and fucked in the ass. They just don't give a shit about that. I mean, like, my, my friend circles and like the online communities I visit. They are pretty liberal and pretty vocal about what they want. Our yeah, opposition... they're sort of um, good places if you want. If you have those sort of opinions, it's very good to go and um, feel correct. Yeah, but um, and uh, our opposition is actually gaining traction for the past like three years or so. We have like some uh, oppositional leaders. I would I, I would say like Navalny. Uh, that um, that actually ac- ac- accumulate a lot of power, but even even then, uh, uh, even if you have like meetings, uh, like for example in Moscow, uh, you can uh, the maximum amount of people that would come to uh, to a demonstration is like thirty thousand people, I guess, and for a city that has like a Millions of people living in it. It's nothing. Yeah, it's um, not a lot for a city. Uh, you said was it thirty million? Uh, no, I think like fifteen million or more. But yeah, fifteen million. Gotcha. Uh, I'm not sure. I I should really look that up. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I hope people aren't coming to this podcast for their you know for facts. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think our opposition is playing it in the long term. Like they, I think they are planting the seeds of like uh, I think liberal worldview into the like more younger people. And right, right. Like that's the thing about the, about people. They get old and they die. I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think uh, in like ten or fifteen years uh, most of the people living here would have like more i guess oppositional views because uh, i'm not even sure I can, there is it is possible for russia to become like a liberal country i would say because even uh, even amongst my friend circles like uh real really smart people i can hear a lot of like very conservative opinion but um uh that's okay like as long uh, as there will be a time uh when we can change our leaders where we can at least something everything will be and will be all right um ah uh, shit uh my uh my recorder died Okay, uh, that's fine. We can end it there if you want. Well, um, uh, 
I still uh, I still want to say uh, something like uh, before I go. So okay, um, if you you do it, you um, hopefully Greg will record it properly. I hope. Uh, uh, so sorry if this has been uh, like a little bit a little bit depressing because um, like uh, you live those like. Uh, either you are apathetic or you think about what happens around you a lot and uh, 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 that's what it comes down but uh, I'm actually very positive about my future I'm I'm pretty positive about uh, uh, about the future of our music industry because I know a lot of like really talented Russian producers uh, that uh, uh, that sound like really professional and like yes, industry standard. Yeah. Uh, I, I have I have a lot of hope for my future for 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 the future of my friends and uh, I'm really like I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, what music as a whole has to offer in the future. Because uh, even though people might say that all of the ideas have been tried already, uh, there is just so much sounds, sound combinations in the world that right. your whole life, um, like in your whole life, you will not be able to um, just comprehend everything. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, uh so to everyone who who is listening to this still uh if you have made it to this point like thank you so much like uh i'm really um i really humbled uh, uh that you want to hear what i'm saying and uh to you uh mr hypertect uh thank you for inviting me uh, yeah, I'll, absolutely. Uh, uh, I think you're a good interviewer, and um, I'm looking forward to maybe like talking to you in the future uh, with a more. Yeah, I'd love to have you back on. Yeah, where um, uh, where I would be like a bit more focused, maybe because like this is the the first time in a while uh, for me. Uh, talking to someone like that and i think this is the first time like recording something like that in english so yeah. i, I think together I, really well oh thanks thanks that, that that's really uh uh that really matters because i can i i can get really scattered at times yeah no i think you know i think it was a great great conversation i think it's one that like you know maybe a lot of people haven't heard Nice. Um, you know, well, I mean, it's sort of like the classic thing is, you know, you sort of hear, you know, from other countries, you know, what their governments kind of want you to hear, you know? Oh. Yeah, and uh, all of the narrative that is going on on Reddit about Russia, I'm not really liking it because, like, uh, everything goes to, like, stereotypical, uh, comes down to stereotypical comments like, 
oh, like, he's gonna get shot twice in the head by suicide. And I, I see the same fucking joke in every thread about Russia. I'm just like, right. really sick of it. I, like, <laughs> okay. I feel like, I feel like Putin control, like Putin is like too much of the narrative around the country. You know, there is no other way around it. Sadly, like there's nothing much happening in our politics except this. Right. Uh, anyway, uh, it was really nice talking to you. Uh, stay hydrated. And... Likewise. Stays wonky. Um, where can people find you on like social media and stuff? Uh, uh, so I, uh, in terms of branding, I think I have like uh, a really uh, good artist name because um, you can just type Zwonky Beats into Twitter, into SoundCloud, Insta- into Instagram with no spaces, just Zwonky Beats as one word. Yeah, and just Z-W-O-N-K-Y beats. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, I, I don't have a lot of stuff coming up like soon, but I have some uh, really, uh, really great in the work. So I yeah, would you have be... a good backlog that I think people would enjoy getting into. Or yeah. Into bass uh, music. Yeah. Uh, I would... Uh, I, if you want to start listening to music, uh, I would really recommend the track Wishmaster because I think uh, it's like a really good tech demo of what I can do because it has everything. It has like some some melodies, some like more psychedelic sounds, and it has some of the I would guess space uh, bass types of sound, uh, and uh, it also has like I think a house outro. Uh, So it's yeah. I I didn't want it to be like that, but it's basically like a big demo of what I can do, what you can expect in the future, I guess. Right. I think a lot of like early productions by people, especially people who are like serious about it, they tend to be like these sort of like demo reels of like them showing off a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think. uh, the the ideas that producers have are just like recirculating in their lifetime. Like for example, you can take Amon Tobin and his like really early works. You can hear like the same ideas being renewed and refreshed in his uh, newer works. So yeah, yeah. what I'm what I'm trying to say is uh, I have a vision. I want to like stick to that vision and. I will be really glad if people would like jo- join me in this journey because I feel like everything like, begins for me. Right. Yeah. Well, really cool, man. Um, I think we could probably end it there if you want. Yeah. Uh, thanks again. Uh, Thank you. you. Um, just get me your audio files and I will see what I can do about splicing this together. Yeah. Need, uh, if you need any help, uh, did you stop recording already? Yeah, I just stopped recording. All right. Uh, if you need any help from, uh, I can. I can just maybe, maybe not exactly today, but uh, cool. Uh, also, I'll 
like I'm really bad at Discord, but I'll try hanging around on the server because I, I found it. Like, were you the one who posted the links to EDM production subreddit? Um, no, that was another guy, engineer. Oh, all right. Uh, but uh, uh, I'm interested in the server and in the idea is just that I don't have a lot of time currently, but I'll try. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah, we have a little bulletin board thing where I post like challenges and stuff if you ever want to join those. Those are weekly, right? Um, yeah, well, right now we have a we have like an EP one going that's like going to be seven weeks. It's nice. So uh, everyone's recording an EP. I finished my first song. Uh, well, not finished, but like I stopped working on it for now on my first song yesterday because I'm out of town for the next three days. My girlfriend and I are going camping. Nice. That, that, that's a really great idea. <laughs> yeah, it'll be really good to get out a little bit, get disconnected because I've just I've been so like did for the past like few months it will yeah. like getting away from it exactly uh that's that's the same thing i'm experiencing right now like i'm away from away from moscow and like a lot of stuff happens here so i feel a bit relaxed finally 